so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast, a bonus Saturday podcast, because you jackals wouldn't leave me alone demanding a podcast just because the Celtics came from 32 down to beat the San Antonio Spurs, and just because Jason Tatum dropped 60 to tie the Celtics scoring record. Okay, I suppose that's that's enough to talk about this game and not wait until... Monday, Saturday podcast, because you deserve it, especially those of you who stayed through to the end of this game. Let's just take a moment here because you're probably listening. I'm recording this at 2.30 in the morning. So if you watch the game, if you're in Massachusetts, Boston, you're asleep right now, maybe with a little grin on your face as I'm talking, you're going to wake up. And you're going to find this podcast and you're going to be like, oh, let's relive this moment. Those of you who are listening, maybe out West or internationally, maybe this is an afternoon that you're going to enjoy the Celtics. But 143 to 140, the Celtics beat the Spurs in overtime. And basically what happened here was the Celtics and the Spurs played three different games over the span of 53 minutes. One game... The Celtics lost by 32. The second game, the Spurs lost by 32. And then the third game was a back and forth five minutes that the Celtics won by three and was wild and crazy. And I just almost gave me heart attack after heart attack. And to be honest with you, let me, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Normally in fourth quarters, I'm starting to, okay, I get an idea of, what's happening, what's going on, and I am starting to write. In this fourth quarter, I found myself just watching and being like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. What did Aaron Neesmith just do? What's Jalen Brown doing? What's Jason Tatum doing? Oh my God, over and over and over again. It was just (laughs) this face. If you're watching on YouTube, this face, this is what I was doing the whole time back and forth. Like I was just taking, taken in by all of the madness of this game. By the way, if you're new, I haven't introduced myself. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for the Boston sports journal. Uh, I host this podcast generally Monday through Friday, but because of all this greatness, I had to do a Saturday show. And I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. It's now available wherever books are sold. You can get one through my website, johncorrales.com. If you want one of these books, you want it signed, personalized for you, you can go through my website, johncorrales.com, and you will be able to get one. So, okay, back to the game. I, I feel like I need to start at the beginning 
so we could properly appreciate what happened in this game. The beginning of this game was so god-awful, gross, just absolutely terrible. The Celtics came out. Now, Jason Tatum was the only one, the only one who had anything going on in this game. Like, for a while, it looked like he literally was going to be the only guy scoring in the first quarter. You go through the Celtics' first quarter scoring, Jason Tatum, 14 points, uh, Tristan Thompson, two points, and that's it. Literally, that's it. They were down 20, uh, 23 points. They were down 39 to 16, and 14 of those were scored by Jason Tatum. And the second quarter was a little bit more balanced, but Jason Tatum scored 10 in the second quarter too, and no one else scored more than four. Tatum is the only one. Grant, Will- I'm sorry, my bad. Grant Williams had eight points in the second quarter, so he and he and Tatum he almost- <laughs> in this historic game, the one quarter that anybody nearly matched Tatum, it was Grant Williams. Uh, but so the first half numbers were outrageous, and the second quarter. The Spurs didn't miss. There was a five-minute stretch, a literal five-minute gameplay stretch where the San Antonio Spurs didn't miss a shot in the second quarter. Like, I was watching the game. And I was like, what, what are they shooting? Like, they just kept making shot after shot after shot. I hadn't looked in the box score. I looked over. They were shooting 70%. They shot 71% in the second quarter, 15 of 21 in the first half. Overall, they shot 71.4%, 30 for 42. Celtics shot 34.8% in the first quarter, in the first half. Tatum drops 24 in the first half. No one else scores more than eight. That's the Grant Williams. Jalen Brown's off to a bad start, one of eight. The Celtics walk off at the half to booze. And now the, Cel- the, the, the TD Garden is only at 12.5% capacity, but... The boos sounded loud. They were loud. <laughs> uh, to the point where after the game, Brad Stevens said that his daughter, who was at the game, she left. She bounced. She's like, I don't have to deal with this. I'm not, I'm not watching this crap. The Celtics were down 29 at halftime. It was just, it felt over. It felt done. And then they come out in the third quarter, and to start the third quarter, like we forget, the the third quarter started out pretty gross too. I, I thought the third quarter was going to be maybe part of a turnaround, but at, it started out pretty bad, and the lead grew to 32. But now, in the first half, the Celtics were were playing their usual crappy defense. They, they were letting the ball get by them. They were getting beat off the dribble a ton. Uh, the, the Spurs got a ton of layups. They got into the paint at will. And basically anything that they wanted to get, they got. The Celtics were met with resistance at the rim. They settled for jumpers. They were trying to shoot over the top of a wall. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't great. And what we saw in that first half was... And Brad Stevens said afterwards, I was pissed. I, he said, to be candid, I was pissed off. 
And, you know, he walks into the locker room and he tells his guys, I've never walked in here and been booed and not deserved it. And the Celtics totally deserved it. It was the same old crap. They would miss shots and then they would let it affect them on the other end. Now, they're, they're not the only team in the world that, that does that, but they are certainly very guilty of that all the time in, the, in, in games like this where they absolutely freaking suck. And that first half was some of the worst basketball we've seen all year. And you, know, you start to wonder, like, geez, what, how, what do we ask these guys after this? Like, hey, you know you're supposed to win, and this was a big game, but you didn't. Why? Why do you? Why did you suck today? But in the second half, the a few things happened. The Celtics started to move and play with more purpose. They they actually started to execute. And as Brad Stevens likes to say, it's hard to play with a huge lead like that because there's a tendency to relax. And when you relax just enough, you let the other team feel a little bit of life. That, that could be enough to turn things around. And, and that's part of what happened. But also another thing that happened is, you know, the Spurs came back to life a little bit. The Celtics made things very comfortable for the Spurs in the first half, for sure. But teams don't shoot 70%. So there was always going to be some level of regression to the mean for the San Antonio Spurs. But in the second half, they shot 30 4%. Meanwhile, the Celtics shot almost 56%. And not only that, the Celtics took 11 more shots in the second in the second half. 11 more shots because they were forcing some turnovers. They were running off of the misses. They were able to finally get some stops. And they were able to score against a defense that wasn't set. They're finally able to start getting to the rim because they weren't going up against a set defense that the Spurs were kind of, you know, like I said, they were they were protecting the paint like crazy. But when you're running off of the misses, then you're able to finally get some level of, of um, attack going and getting to the rim. So let me take a minute. I'm going to break. I'm going to come back after the break and talk about the comeback in Jason Tatum. And all of that stuff. Today's episode, the bonus episode, is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. You know, I've talked about it so much. People are, I talk about it so much. People are like, hey, you might like to know that I bought some Built Bars. And I, I, I do want to know. I want to know when you decide to actually buy some Built Bars. Because, hey, that means we're being effective. I'm supposed to be selling Built Bars to you. They pay me some of, you know, pay me some money. And, but... At the same time, I buy these things on my own. Like, I just ran out and I lost track of how many I had. And I picked up my box. I was like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm down to my last one. So I know I and other hosts across this network, we just buy them now. Like, we're customers. We're not just selling them. We're buying them now. That's how good they are. Now, they're low-carb, low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber. If you're on a keto diet... You can have one of these because it fits. Uh, if you've got a nut allergy, there are plenty of options for you. Do you like chocolate or peanut butter or do you like more fruity flavors? Plenty of options. If you go to BuiltBar.com, all of the nutrition facts are on there. All of the flavors, all of the different bonus flavors are on there, different styles. They have, they have expanded their, 
their brand to Beyond Built Bars. But go check it out. Use that promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And it is your next order. It doesn't have to be your first order. So you can go and feel free to buy one box and try it or buy the assorted box and try that. Go back, use the promo code LOCKED15 again. You'll get 15% off every time you go back to BuiltBar.com and place an order. So make sure you're using that promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So the Celtics got down 32 points early in the third quarter. And then Evan Fournier woke up. Now, Evan Fournier had been having the absolute worst game that I've seen. It was bad. He looked terrible. He threw one pass. He, 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 I remember seeing him drive right. He threw a pass to Jason Tatum that kind of went off his head. Brad Stevens talked the other day about him being foggy. It looked like he was seriously foggy. But in the third quarter, like later in the third quarter, he started to get his, uh, I, I guess the fog lifted a little bit because all of a sudden, Fournier dropped eight points in the third quarter. And he hit, it was perfect shooting. He hadn't hit an actual shot since the Oklahoma City game. He is credited for a basket against Charlotte, but that was a goaltend. He never saw the ball go through the hoop. So the last time he actually took a shot and it went through the basket was against uh, against Oklahoma City. Then finally, he broke through. Three of three, two three-pointers, and this to me was the turning point in the game. This is the Rocky... Was it Rocky Four? Uh, Rocky makes Drago bleed. Like all of a sudden, he the, the Spurs were human. They went their lead went from thirty two to twenty, and it's funny. Someone someone on Twitter was like, "See, this is this is how you call timeouts. This is how you stem the tide." But the Celtics just kept on coming, and I think it was the it was that that Fournier explosion. Because finally, some the Celtics were getting some help from other people. Tatum had just five points in the third quarter. Jalen Brown had 11. Jalen Brown started to come to life a little bit. Robert Williams came in in the third quarter and scored eight. Fournier had his eight. Aaron Neesmith started to come alive and had five off the bench. Aaron Neesmith started making plays. Now, all of a sudden, the comeback's starting to happen. The Spurs are on their heels a little bit. They're, they're, they're running back into transition, and they're giving up shots at the rim. They're giving up drive-and-kick threes. All of a sudden, because they're not setting their defense, they're, they're starting to feel the heat. And like I said earlier, Brad Stevens always says, you're get, you get very uncomfortable with an early lead that's that big. As a coach, you get uncomfortable because you know your guys are going to let up. You know that's absolutely going to happen. You get up by 32 in the third quarter against a team that looks so 
horrible, lethargic. You do not expect them to suddenly wake up. But the third quarter, other guys are contributing. So of the 42 points that the Celtics put up in the third quarter, only five come from Tatum now. And 37, How? first of all, how not confident was I in that math? <laughs> Just 42 minus five. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is that right? Uh, <laughs> 37 points scored by not, not Jason Tatum on a night where he scored 60 in that third quarter. This is pivotal because they outscore the, the Spurs by 16 in this quarter. And now you go into the fourth quarter and it's a game. Now the Spurs are reeling. And now it's time for Jason Tatum to take over. And Jason Tatum is, is on one in this game. A totally special kind of performance. He is attacking. He gets into the post. And one thing that I noticed in, in this game is that he is starting to now develop in the post a kind of rip move. So it's not like the face-up guy sticks his arm out and you rip through and you draw the foul, and that's always a foul that's on the floor. What Tatum is doing is he's in the post, he's backing the guy down, he spins, and as he spins, his arms go out. This is like James Harden on the drive. Now, I don't really always enjoyed watching James Harden go hunting for fouls, but this is the NBA, and this is how it has to be. Tatum got into the post against smaller guys. He makes his spin move. He turns. He sticks his arm out, and then he rips up, through and up, and he goes to try to lay it in. Sometimes he gets an and one, but it's almost always called a foul because the player is trying to defend and his arms are out. And as Tatum rips through, he's just kind of going through the guy's body and through the guy's hands. This is the playing through contact that I keep talking about. This type of stuff is playing through contact. And after the game, I had some people try to bust my balls on, on Twitter because I said, didn't because they said, didn't you write that that piece about Tatum ISOing and he shouldn't ISO and isolation for the win? Like, this isn't the same thing. This isn't the same stuff. When we watch this game, this game is not Tatum ISO going like taking one guy, surveying the 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 land, taking two dribbles and shooting a, a fadeaway. This was Tatum being decisive. And yeah, there were definitely times where he isolated and saw an advantage and he took it. That's great. I never said don't isolate. I'm just saying be more selective about it. And just like anything else, if you're on a heater, go for it. If it's working, go for it. But Tatum in this game, when he was in his takeover mode, was just phenomenal. Just out of control, phenomenal. Getting to the line. Uh, hitting everything, the fourth quarter numbers, 7 of 12, 3 of 3 from 3, 4 of 5 from the line, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Then you get into overtime, another 2 of 3, 
six of six from the line. Overtime, let me I'll, let me back up. The fourth quarter, Aaron Neesmith was huge, making plays. Uh, I, I I have to shout out Aaron Neesmith for the 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 uh, effort plays, diving on the floor, getting a. There was a point where he got that jump ball, and I forget what it was. I think it was a fourth quarter, and he. <laughs> I look down and I'm up on the ninth floor at the garden and I'm looked down. And I just, I see people diving and it looked like the NFL, like a recover, a fumble recovery. And I turned to uh Suichi Torado who's covering the Celtics for mass live, got my old job. And I said, who's underneath that whole thing. Is that Neesmith? And he's like, I think so. And you pull, you pull like guys off of the pile, and there he is, Aaron Neesmith underneath. It's like, damn, man, that dude is crazy. He he had just blown a layup. Then he makes this play. Then he wins the jump ball. Then I think Jalen Brown missed a, a, a layup, and he comes in and cleans it up. Just Neesmith was so huge in this game, huge in this game. And I, want, I just want to make sure that he is not lost in this. Neesmith played all five minutes of the overtime. That's that's just, when did we expect that to happen? But obviously, the overtime was, was Tatum time. He scored 10 of Boston's 15 points. But the best play, and this is just chef's kiss, mwah, beautiful. Jalen Brown, who had the worst night. And who, before this play that I'm going to talk about, was going to be the subject of a piece that said Jalen Brown trying, basically Jalen Brown was trying to do too much on a night where it was Jason Tatum's night. Like, there are nights, and there was a night recently where, I forget how how many points Jalen scored, but Tatum was able to like back up and like, hey, you know what? This is your night. You're dropping a 40 piece or something. You, you, you handle it. I got it. I'll just be here in case you need me, but you got it. And this was definitely a night where Jalen Brown leading up to this, this, uh, shot in the, in the overtime, he had just tried to go one-on-one and he turned it over. He took a quick shot and missed. And I was like, Jalen, what are you doing? Not now. So in the, Good basketball, ball movement, beautiful game in the Spurs' faces as they are the poster team for this style of play. Jason Tatum draws two, kicks it over to his left to Marcus Smart. Defender comes up. Smart kicks it over to the corner. Jalen Brown rises up with confidence Catch and shoot corner three, boom, drills it. And he said after the game, I knew I couldn't miss forever, but that was making the right play. The ball rewards energy. The ball found the right guy. He made the right play. As that ball go went up, I said, man, that thing needs to go in because everybody did everything right. And Jalen Brown deserves that moment, and he got it. And it was wild to see 
Jason Tatum was just pumped up. He was so excited at half court. And Marcus Smart was so excited. The whole building was just explosive. And then on the other side, after that, the Celtics sniff out the alley-oop out-of-bounds play from the uh, Spurs. And Aaron Neesmith makes the steal, gets it up to Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum gets a couple of free throws. Uh, then there was the out-of-bounds play at the end. We, like We knew he had 58. Uh, Patty Mills comes down, hits a three, which was wild. He hit that three, and I was like, oh, my God. What is happening here? This is amazing. Uh, Patty Mills hits that three, and the Celtics have to get the ball one more time. They, they somehow get it to Tatum, and it should have been an and one. That absolutely should have been a continuation. That's a million percent the wrong call. And it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but it matters because it should have been a good basket and one, which would have meant 60 points and a free throw to become the only player ever to score 61. Jason Tatum tied Larry Bird for 60, the the most a player has ever scored in a game. If that actual call, if that was an, a continuation in the and one, he would have gotten 61. But really it was m- important because that would have just iced the game as well. The, the, the Spurs weren't able to get a shot off. It ended up being a, a three-point win that should have been an and one. The free throw not only would have gotten Tatum to 61 points, but it would have made it a four-point game, and it just would have been over. So Tatum ends up matching Larry Bird, Tatum ends up saving this game. The Celtics bailed themselves out. And now, after Atlanta's loss, the Celtics are tied with the Hawks for the fifth seed, a game and a half behind New York for the fourth seed. They have an opportunity now. I said after the last podcast, just win. Find any way you can to win. And they did it. Now, would I like for it to be less stressful? Yeah. The Celtics actually missed a ton of layups, like a ton of layups. I thought that they were going to blow it because it was setting up for the classic Celtics, screw it up, come all the way back, test the tensile strength of your ability to come back from a deficit. Hey, let's let's 20-point deficit. Let's see if we can come back. 25, let's push it to 32. Let's see. It's like trying to see how many uh, how many pencils you can fit, like uh, Abed and Troy in community. How many pencils can you fit in the guy's mouth? Let's just let's see how many we can we can do. Um, I thought they were gonna blow it. It was gonna be a classic Celtics comeback, blow it by by making mistakes, but they didn't. They didn't. You won. Congratulations. Don't ever do it this way again, please. Uh, but now you move on. What was it Portland on Sunday? Another tough game. Jason Tatum just played 45 minutes. You would hope that he doesn't have to play 45 minutes all the time. But we'll see how, how Sunday goes. Uh, an amazing win. Just an amazing experience. To be honest with you, by the end of that, like I said before, I was so distracted 
by the end, I realized I had not written a single thing for my game story when the final buzzer sounded. Normally, I have the whole thing formatted, and I'm starting to write little bits of it so I can try to get it done. When that buzzer sounded, I had like zero, nothing. I was like, oh, (laughs) whoops, better start writing there, son. So (laughs) um, luckily, the Celtics media availabilities take a while. I get to write in between, and it was fine, but um, it was so captivating on both sides. How do you go down 32? How do two teams in the same game give up a 32-point differential? The the Celtics got down by 32, and then the Spurs got down by 32 for the Celtics to come back and tie it. How does that happen in the same game? I've never seen that before. That was fun. I, I can't wait to actually watch that again. Just... This is a game I normally try to watch each game again so I can catch the things on the broadcast. If I'm at the game especially, I miss things that that are caught on the broadcast. Uh, so I'll, I'll always watch the game again. But this one, I might watch like two, three times again just to fully appreciate. I want to sit through this game and just enjoy... The ups and downs. This is like a movie now for me. I can't wait to see this thing again. Be like, oh wow, man! I didn't, I didn't realize this part of the movie the first time around. And then you know, go through my analysis and all that stuff, obviously. But this one, this one is worth watching. This is a classic. Uh, I'm sure Spurs fans don't want to watch it again, but Celtics fans do. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up, man. I've been talking for a while. Jeez, I guess, I guess I really wanted to do a bonus podcast. And I'm glad I was able to do one after this wild game. Jason Tatum, 60 points. Um, so much more in this game that as I go back and watch it again, and I'm sure I'm going to be like, oh, God, I can't believe I didn't mention this. So I might revisit some of this on the Monday podcast after the uh, Sunday night game. So, of course, if you're new, subscribe to the podcast, please. Wherever you get your podcast, get it directly to your device. If you're watching on YouTube, just launched the YouTube channel. So subscribe to that. Give it a rating. Give it a a review. Make sure people know that you like it. Hopefully you like it. And uh, we're trying to grow this as the next phase of the Locked On Celtics podcast. So please share it. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.